Okay, so this is a little bit controversial, and I, I don't want to get canceled over this. But I've been oh. very curious about artificial intelligence. I saw yes. it in the news, right? And I did was like... Did they finally get that going? They yeah, did. Yeah, they're spinning that up in a major way, dude. And how much? what percentage of that is small boys recreated with like an AI, like a toy that you just buy in the Half. Store? Easy half. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, and it, it's like super easy. That's what I'm like worried about is I, I made my own. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Does it have and a bowl I, cut? Like, I, I, want, I, I haven't gotten to like test it a whole lot. Okay. Is his love real, even though he is not? Um, <laughs> well, th- that's what we can find out. So I, if, if it's cool by you, I'm just going to kind of like tap him in. Oh, um, and you okay. can ask him like a few questions. Wow, this is a long wind up. Let's hear it. Okay. I, mean, you just, I just ask it any question. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, write a letter to my... Not a question. Uh, yeah, not a grand, question. Uh, I thought it could be like a prompt. <laughs> can you write letters? Yeah, please, sure. I mean, please. Yeah, we can, we can try whatever the hell you want. Can you write a letter to my grandma apologizing that I did, I did not send her a, bir- a birthday present this year? Huh. Uh, okay, well, let me just type it in. I mean, if the letter is just going to be sent, we're not actually going to read the letter. Oh, I have to give it the prompt. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, and here we go. Uh, I don't know if Charlie's uh, silence here today is right or wrong. I'm not a judge or jury, but I can <laughs> tell you this. He won't sell anybody out to buy his future. <laughs> Frank Slade, scent of a woman. What the fuck? So that was just a quote from Scent of a Yeah, that seems, that seems kind of Chris broken. Plant, is there a way for the AI to dismantle? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's just try it again. Let's just try it again. Let's just try it again. One more time. What do you, what is, uh, okay, who starred in Superman 4 alongside Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman? And, and let me just ask you this, Chris Plant. Is there a way for you to just read the response instead of having the robot read? No, so no, no! It only works. It only works that I think way. It only works with the robot reads. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So, who started alongside Gene Hackman and Christopher Reeve in Superman Four: Quest for Peace? I always tell the truth, even when I lie. Tony Montana, Scarface. Okay. So yeah. It seems like movie quotes is kind of the only thing that you're and, and specifically Pacino quotes. Pacino like, quotes. Yeah. Should we cool. try one more? Yeah. It seems like I know the kind of result. What date is Barbie releasing in theaters? All I want to talk about. Say hello to my little friend. So that's another <laughs> that's uh, a quote from Albert. You, Pacino, you, know, you know what it is? Yeah, I what know is what it, it is, Chris Plant. It, it occurs to me that you maybe created an owl instead of an AI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that's what I did. I think I, I, think I switched up the L and the I. Just yeah. happened. My, Justin, my do you want struggles with this too? Do you remember Justin when you said this was a long windup in the first thirty seconds? I was a fucking idiot, man. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was. It so was just stupid. about to take off, man. I didn't realize I was stumbling into my favorite new Harold Pinter play. <laughs> Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the year. <laughs> My name is Griffin McElroy. I know the best game of the Q1 fiscal qu- quarter. Well, actually, it's Q4 fiscal Q1 
calendar. Yeah. My, my name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best games of the winter season. My name is Russ Frustrick, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a video game club, my friend. Just by listening, you have uh, joined our illustrious ranks, and we are so happy to have you with us. Um, we are going to be uh, taking a moment now that we've made it through Q1 of uh, of the year, of the calendar year. Uh, we're going to take a moment to to look back at these past few months and some of our of our highlights, stuff that maybe you want to check out if you want to be. You know, all caught up for our game of the year conversation when that when that comes up. Um, uh, Chris Plant, anything I'm I'm forgetting to mention here about this this bold this bold uh, uh, stance on great games that we're no, about to play? It, 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 it's the episode where you feel like you missed a couple episodes. Hey, you're caught up. Hey, you want to join Besties for the first time? We've got a spot right on the beautiful train waiting for you. Well, come it's on, a board, train. folks. Right, it's a train. Choo choo. Right after this, well, let them do. We're gonna do ads and then choo choo. This episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, so who wants, to, who wants to start off? Okay, so we are diving into the best games of, I guess, quarter one, January through March. And I'm going to start off with a little game uh, called Dredge. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Dredge uh, most recently. So, and it I, have not been, most... I have not been there for a lot of that conversation. And I, I, I would love to hear more about it because I have played about an hour and a half of that game. And I still feel like I kind of don't get it yet. Oh, not, not for you. Oh, not for you. Wow, interesting. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a delightful mashup of uh, Lovecraftian horror and fishing. And uh, with like an, a pretty stunning art design and great music and very vibey and chill. And you actually get to drive the boat around, which is a surprisingly rare thing in a fishing game. A lot of them are just like... Love to drive the boat around. Driving the boat I, around I feels amazing. My big problem is the boat is way too slow. And I oh, well, like you have an upgraded... Super fast speedboat. Upgrade those engines, buddy. Yeah, But that yeah. would require me to play more with slow boat. 
Um, <laughs> it's very easy to get a new engine, man. Your your beginning engine is really bad. That's yeah, you put true. new. It's kind of a video game thing where a boat is slow, <laughs> and then you put new stuff in it, and then boat. Yeah, fast. that's fair. I, I that's think fair. it's a delightful uh, take on a genre that really has not gotten a lot of love at all. Um, which is to say, the like. I guess it's the fishing genre, but it's also like a open world exploration <laughs> game. I guess in the sense of like Wind, Wind Waker in that way. Yeah, and it's ocean related. Which how many games are ocean related apart hey, from Sea of Thieves? Speaking of those boat engines, uh, any of you put in uh, two props that didn't match? Re, re, no, do, fast, you, do you go a in a fast circle? one and a slow one, and it just you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're gonna you're not That's gonna have fun. fun. That's pretty. That's not, not what, be, no, not no, no, no. Fun. That's false, Chris. He tells you, don't do it. I'm pretty sure you just uh, go. It just Less. it's just additive. You it's like a stat. It. You gotta add a little slice there. It's uh, fine. It's a really cool. It's a really cool thing. It made me really like it. I, if you get into the groove of it, I would be interested. So upgrade the boat. A, I don't know how you played an hour and a half and haven't upgraded your. Yeah, that seems crazy. That to seems me. pretty wild to me. I mean, I upgraded my fishing shit. I guess my I guess. Oh, maybe no. you prioritize fishing too much. All the better to catch more fish to sell to get more money to. Uh, uh, you know, improve. yeah, it's yeah. like the old lady who swallowed the fly, basically. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, I am going to play more of this one. I oh like my shit. Do, do you think it does sound like your shit, Griffin? I, I think I, I'm not surprised you don't like it because I don't think it's like a. It doesn't seem like a Griffin game. Yes, it is. I, is I it? like a lot of the stuff in it. I like it is, vibe, it vibey <laughs> fishing sibs with and Lovecraft there's a power elements. curve it's, it's, with Griff, yeah. Griffin loves yeah. power curving. I think it's. I think honestly, I'm playing a lot of games like this right now, and, and, and you're um, not on the curve yet. And I'm not. I'm. I well, I feel like I. Need to finish. I have unfinished business in other, uh, that is, uh, I, you other know what? titles. Before I've been I starting a lot. Them. I've been starting a lot lately and not finishing them. Um, so many games we've talked about this year. I have not. I've I've played to the point where we talked about it on the show and then hop, hopped into. There are a lot of games. The very next thing. A lot there's of games. Lot of, there's a lot of. Well, and honestly, uh, this is not one of my three games of the year. Maybe it should be, but uh, I, I played. I, I think Lightfall kind of sucked up a lot of. I, I have not had a ton of gaming time this year, and I have spent, I would say, an outsized amount of it playing. Uh, Big mistake playing Destiny. Life. I mean, it's it's. I I've had fun. Um. Hey, hey. I, you know what? We mentioned it by name. I'm going to do one of mine because my this is sort of the kind of throwaway. Couldn't think of a good third game that hadn't been taken already. Uh, is is uh Sea of Thieves, man. I'm f- I feel okay bringing this because it's been such a non thing for five years. I feel like it's been kind of, at least in my mind, sort of the butt of a of a joke. Like, wow, there's still uh, still still people playing Sea of Thieves, huh? Uh, I am glad I've given that game another shake because it is uh, it has the most fun I have had playing games this year has been playing Sea of Thieves either with other people or even solo sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's come a long way, baby. I think. Uh, although I know Juice, you've spent some more time with it now in our our, our streams, and it seems like you're still pretty I cool just on it. I don't. Um, without the loop of some sort of like, without any sort of power curve, it sure. I it, I find it hard to engage with. Like, I'm just not motivated by treasure. I feel you. And yeah, who isn't motivated by treasure? Just the concept of treasure. Yeah, I mean, it's just nothing good. Treasure's I don't. I don't care good. about uh, I- any aesthetic stuff. So, oh, that's where fair. where it has clicked for me, I think, is engaging with the PvP side of it, um, because it's 
that's sort of what the game has been based around always. Uh, It's the reason that there is no power curve. Uh, It's the reason for most of the design decisions that sort of create the framework of the game. And that was not appealing to me because that's like not my jam. But since I have started doing it and stopped, you know, running away from every fight because I have treasure on my ship and instead just turning and seeing how much of a fight I can put. I got into my first three ship battle against two other enemy ships at the same time around this skeleton fort that was just sort of idly launching cannons, uh, cannonballs at the three of us as we duked it out. Uh, And it was like me on my baby ship and another guy on his baby ship against like a big old ship. And the two baby ships, I sort of teamed up. We formed an uneasy alliance to take down the big ship. It was it was really genuinely very thrilling. Um, and so I don't I don't play a lot of games like that. And I think that once you get into that side of things, the rest of the stuff kind of falls into place because you know there's plenty of uh, competitive shooter based games where aesthetic shit is the only thing that you can unlock. Uh, it, like your 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 uh, Overwatches and your you know et cetera. It also has one of my favorite online communities. Like really good, every, really good. Everybody yes. there, yeah, so good. And I know that like it, you're right. It hasn't been getting a lot of press though. Yeah, we, we have some folks at Polygon who have been obsessed um, through and through from the beginning, which I love. Just yeah, a little, little they uh, they they just launched a new season. It's season nine of of the game that has uh, changed a lot of the balancing stuff so that it's more uh, approachable for like single player experiences. That's like all cool. the events that you can run yeah. into in the world now scale based on how many members, uh, how many people are on your ship, which means you can run into like a megalodon, like me and Justin and Travis did while streaming the other day, uh, while in the middle of like a big ghost ship uh, fight. And both of them not just like tear you up, like both of them be sort of like uh, possible for you to uh, to to defeat. I, I don't know. I I think it's fantastic, and I'm really 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 glad I gave it a second shot because it's a. I I see now what a very uh, special game that is. That's awesome. Um, uh, hoops. What do you got? Um. Well, sir, I uh, I uh, wanted to mention just so people don't forget about it, is Hi Fi Rush. I didn't see it on anybody's uh, lists here, so I did, did just want to return to it because I know we all kind of enjoyed enjoyed that one. It's a cool rhythm action uh, type game. I know we gave it a, a full episode. It was kind of a surprise B release um, at a at a bargain price. Um, a really great aesthetics, um, really fun, engaging way to incorporate rhythm into a game in a way that feels like fun and additive rather than uh, punitive. Um, uh, and uh, it's it's a very likable, very likable title that I just didn't want to get lost in in the shuffle here. I feel like if I could live, if I could move into the mountains for a month and just mm. live a sort of eremite life away from my family and responsibilities and work and just game out, this would be the first one that I dip into just as a just as a mm. fresh little palate cleanser. How far yeah. did anybody like finish Hi Fi Rush? I did not finish it. No, it's the problem with this yeah. freaking show, man. You that's gotta true. Keep fe- you gotta keep feeding the beast. Feed yeah, the beast. I guess that's a fair. That's a fair point. You don't make lists like like this because you played fucking Dota for six hundred hours. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I I I almost wish there was like a boss rush version of high a, a non platforming version of high fire rush. I would have torn that bad boy down already. Uh, m- my first one is uh, Yakuza Ishin, the the 
period piece Yakuza. And here's the easy way to sell you on it. Uh, it's Yakuza, but with revolvers and swords at the same time. And you just tear through people. Um, Great. That's not, it, what's it called? Yakuza Ishin. I'll check that out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it is, it's like Yakuza with way more emphasis, at least in my opinion, on the combat. And the combat being like coherent very early on. I love the Yakuza games. Love them, love them, love them. But even like a game like Yakuza 0, which I've been picking at for like a year at this point and I'm pretty deep into, I think its combat upgrade system is a bit too opaque at times um, and the emphasis is much more on the story. This is kind of a flip-flop of that. There's plenty of story here. It might be a little unfamiliar because it is like deeply rooted in Japanese history, but you just feel like an absolute badass and it's hilarious to play this sort of beat-em-up game where you just have unlimited bullets and a gun and you just tear, like, yeah, you just tear through, uh, through, through <laughs> Japanese history. It rules. <laughs> tear through uh, it, man. <laughs> and this is a remake of the 2014 original. Correct. Yeah, Correct. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah, a remake. yeah, yeah. And, and I will say it was not for me, which is totally fine. Uh, I, yeah, I found it pretty glacial, which I think anyone that's a fan of Yakuza knows the pacing of those games, and this is consistent with that pacing. I, I would, I would say it's faster by a, 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 a bit. But and yeah, yes, but yes, <laughs> it is not your type of thing. Uh, that which is to- again totally fine. I did enjoy the combat quite a bit, but I think it takes a lot of work to get there. Um, so there, I think, are more welcoming Yakuza games, I would imagine, in the series than this. For people that are curious. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would say if you really want combat, this one. If you really want story, zero. It, it, if you really want to play yeah. a fucking Buckwild RPG and my secret game yeah. of the year that came out 100 years ago, it's uh, Like a Dragon. Yeah, that, that yeah. If you, if you like turn-based combat, that one is fantastic. Um, Russ? Uh, yeah, I, well, my other two are games that I... We've been talking about games we haven't beaten. These are both games that I have beaten. I actually went through... Uh, the first one is the Resident Evil 4 remake, which we just talked about last week. Um, fucking great. I could not put it down. It was so much fun through and through, uh, just a spectacular remake and a great example of how you do this and modernize it while being true to the original spirit, but taking enough liberties to update the, you know, look, feel, everything, um, I think what's been most interesting as I'm following like the community playing this is that there's an there was an enormous speedrunning community for Resident Evil 4. Uh oh, people yeah. just like finding every tiny little bit uh ways to cut down their times to complete the game. That has continued on to Resident Man. Evil 4 remake. People <sighs> are already finding crazy skips where you can like teleport teleport through doors. Teleport. And all sorts of <laughs> things. Drag his ass, Chris. Said one word wrong. I appreciate it. Get his ass. That's where you poot and you send it across the room. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. in addition to the uh, uh, glitches where you like cut, uh, gl- uh, cut through things, you can also, like the developers actually put stuff in the game that like intentionally let you Always skip areas. Choice. So for example, the... the um, the initial village fight you can skip right through by shooting the bell in the distance. Um, and that's like by design. Yeah, that is just, so good. Yeah. When you told me that, I, I was so much, like, I was instantly sold on this game. Yeah, they they put a ton of thought into it. 
Um, there's also, by the way, a golden egg in the game that you can find. And apparently the golden egg can like one shot one of the hardest bosses in the game. And I think that's so fucking funny. And the whole game is like hilarious. to find one? To Sorry? Find, isn't there like a, isn't there like a merchant mission to find a gold? There egg? is. Yes, there is. Yeah. Okay. But you don't necessarily have to sell it back to the merchant. You could maybe use it as like a fucking nuke on one of the bosses. That's so funny. <laughs> it's logic. It's great stuff. I loved it. Peaky Were you going to say the other game? Peaky Blinders VR game. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, sorry, I was just looking at a list of stuff that came out this year and the I cannot believe we're continuing the 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 mass hallucination that Peaky Blinders exists by adding to a, a VR a, a pretend a pretend VR branch of this of this ongoing lie. Um, I just think it's really cruel to people who may want to pick up a new VR game. No one on this podcast has listened, uh, watched Peaky Blinders. I watched five episodes of Peaky Blinders, Incorrect. but I'm pretty sure there's not anything else after that. You might after have fallen asleep and thought you watched all of Peaky Blinders. Oh, that's it interesting. Does not exist. I was really feverish when I was watching. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. That's the show with all the snakes in it, right? <laughs> um, hey, can I tell you about a game that I love very, very much that I'm very excited I remember about is Forward Escape the Fold. Uh, oh, te- yeah. Technically, this one dropped on Steam last year. Uh, but it hit mobile uh, this this February, and uh, holy shit, man! I I keep coming back to this one. I did all, uh, I did all I, of it. I did it. Oh, all. You did all of it. Oh, all uh, of Justin, I feel like it hadn't clicked for you when we oh, first. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I I did maybe all of it. It's really. You did all so the different smart. characters with all the different powers. You did all of it. I did all of it, Griff. It's really good, bud. Wow, it's like a really good game. I really like that one. I wish I was playing it again. It's um, really good. DLC. That's a that one seems ripe for some sort of expansion. I don't know how the developer of that game is doing. I hope very very good because that game absolutely whips ass. Perfect distillation of the uh, of the sort of card deck building uh, RPG sort of experience, a la Slay the Spire uh, or Monster Train. Uh, but it it boils it down into a. Just a, a sweet little portrait mode on the go mobile game that is just just my obsession this year. Uh, really good. Yeah, I want to jump back into it. I I didn't uh, hate what I played, but it hadn't fully clicked with me yet. So I'm, I'm uh, it, it's once you start playing with the different characters and different powers and seeing how many viable kind of like routes through the game there are yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of like how you spec and how you build and how you like draft your 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 items and stuff uh it that that's where it really really clicked for me yeah plant what about you uh paranormous which has anybody has anybody else played it yet uh, no that one's on my list too it. man yeah i think it just came out on ios I it's on everything yeah you can play it on there. oh yeah 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 no oh, so yeah oh god never mind what, what? <laughs> Justin, just Google. I, I just heard the sound of Justin seeing an image of the game. Yeah, it it it, it Justin is it's like a visual novel. It's really murder mystery. You, you, oh, wait, Justin, you liked um uh the Phoenix Wright, don't you? No, we didn't, oh, man. Boy, oh, never too, mind. Too never read. mind. No. If I want to read, I'll get I'll get a book. Yeah. Uh, it, it, anyway, it, think like Phoenix Wright meets occult uh Japanese folklore set in the 80s late 80s early 90s and it it's great it, oh it's, this looks sick 
Yeah, the story is uh, very compelling. If you like, um, yeah, Griffin, it, it's very in your zone because the whole zero lost escape type of thing. Yeah, it looks, it looks very um, yeah, yeah, dang yeah. on Rampa, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it is great. I strongly recommend playing it on mobile. Uh, if you have an iPad or iPad mini, even better. Um, the, it's you, you, um, each scene is in like a 360 degree space. And then there are the 2D characters put into that space. So you're moving or looking around by swiping the screen. And that just feels so much better on a touch oh, device than it does with um, a controller. And there's a lot of reading. Um, <laughs> and that, hey, you read on your phone all the time. So it's a nice break away from uh, I mean, a computer screen. <laughs> I, make a, I make a little potato man do shooting at bad guys on my phone. I don't do a lot of reading. Uh, I don't know what you guys use well, your you mean, phone like text for. messages, emails, right? Yeah, I do. I guess I do a little bit of that. But words, I would say my phone is... Mostly, I make a little potato guy shoot other bad guys. Uh, Where would you say were... the reading does take place in your life, then? Uh, I guess sometimes you have to look at what the little potato man is <laughs> yeah. is picking up in his treasure boxes, I guess. How, yeah. quick, how quickly does that... I, I find that my ma- main criteria for iOS games anymore is how quickly I can get back into the game after I've furtively closed it. Because there's a lot of games that want to drop a, uh, a few minutes of of logos and title and cards yeah and title cards yeah not well bad. i, I th- i'm not sure if this is answering your question but you could step away from this game because it's a story game and it's very easy to get caught back up because it has a clear like kind of diary of stuff you've learned what so if you, you constantly fall asleep while playing um then you should probably play something else you know yeah, like that would probably How be scary a good clue that you're not liking it there a few jump scares early on just to let you know they're there and then not not super scary more like eerie like oh, ooh, i love it spooky like twilight zony type of scary like, hey my good friend says that brotato isn't out yet brotato's out baby not till september it says i'm playing i have brotato on my phone I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, Brotato is not on your list, Griffin, but do you want to talk about it? I'll do it in an honorable oh, mentions. Oh, honorable mentions, okay. Where I, it belongs. Yeah, that, that is a good place for it. Uh, um, speaking of scary stuff, can I talk about Dead Space? Yeah. Uh, re- that's my favorite remaster of the of a year full of remasters. Uh, this is one I finished. This is one I sat down with over the course. I was... <laughs> this game... The release of this game and the onset of a pretty gnarly bout of insomnia for me really dovetailed in a BEA beautiful way uh, when we got this one in our hot little hands. And I played through all of it over the course of three breathless, sleepless evenings, (laughs) uh, which is probably maybe the worst possible way to play Dead Space or best. Uh, But man, scary, fucking fun, cool, gory. Uh, uh, good RPG systems, better better writing, beautiful environmental storytelling. Ten out of ten. It's interesting because Dead Space is like, I want to say like ninety percent what the original game was, but and and Resident Evil I think is closer to like seventy percent what the original game was, and they're two different I guess approaches to what a remake is, and both sure. of them are great. Yeah, like, I think I, I love think that both of them. Both of these games make what was good about the originals much better. Yeah. Which is like all you can really all you can I you know what I'd say that about Metroid Prime also. Yeah, well that's yeah. that was the other one that was on my I, list I, and that's I, the I other need, one I beat. 
I need Resident Evil for original fans help here. Do you think it's seventy percent Resident Evil remake uh, versus ninety percent Dead Space? Because Dead Space is a little bit deeper into video game development. Like you know, they knew how to make three uh, D games where you could walk and shoot at sure. the same time, for example. Yeah. And they designed levels around that. Where like, yeah, when you're remaking Resident Evil Four, you have to kind of make some changes because honestly, they didn't change that much about time, the level yeah. design. Like, they did change the level design pretty dramatically, but not because you could move and shoot at the same time. The amount, of, yeah. the amount of muscle memory I have utilized in some of those big, like, shootout set pieces, like, especially, particularly in the village, that's one-to-one. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I knew where to dip into to grab the shotgun from the second, like, all, all of that stuff mm. still definitely works for you. But they also do stuff that I kind of wish... Dead Space did a little more of, which is if you're a huge fan of the original, confound those expectations by throwing some fucking wild curveballs at you. Like True. a really yeah. simple one is like after the village onslaught in Resident Evil 4, everyone, you know, hears the bell. They all like walk towards the bell and the town is empty. And he makes that joke about them all going to bingo, which is still hilarious. Really good. And then you like kind of comb the town for pickups you might have lost and stuff like that. And as you're going through one of the rooms, a fucking cabinet bursts open and there's just a dude in the cabinet and it's just like a nice little surprise that I wasn't expecting and it, the game is full yeah. of that like le- curveballs now everybody that, will be though yeah that's true <laughs> I kind of stole it. that magic ruined that joy hey, and, and I ruined the bingo joke which is also real quick brutal. do we have any others because we've been on this for a bit we gotta yeah. move on uh, I, uh, let me just talk about Metroid Prime which I also finished um, that I would say from a gameplay standpoint changed the absolute least. The only thing that really changed were the controls, but everything else is almost identical. And that is an area where I kind of think they could have gave it a little more love because the end of that game is like very uh, fetch questy and the not hunt? the best. But overall, I think it's spectacular. It's just of the remasters that came out this year. It's very clear what a new developer can kind of bring to modernize an experience. And I think Metroid Prime Remastered, although excellent, could have used maybe 10% more love to get it over the over the hill. But great game. Great game. Let's take a quick break. We'll Are talk- you going to talk more about Octopath Plant? Oh, I mean, I, I, we, can, we can go to the next segment. It's no, okay. no, go ahead. No, no I, I, I'm, talk, I'm talking about really plenty. I, 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 oh, let's I'm, go. Octopath, it's good. I think everybody should play it. I've been playing a lot more of it. It's great. Let's go. You also didn't talk about Murderous Muses, Justin. Uh, yeah, I checked that. That's not actually out till April, so it wouldn't fit into our, uh, our criteria. So, Q2. Q2. Let's uh, take a break. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get 
your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Now, we did promise at the end of the last episode that we would spend some time talking about Chia, and uh, Russ and I dipped in this week, and I want to make sure we, we spend a few minutes talking about it, because it's a really um, it's a really delightful thing. It it's is like, wild. It's, it's so like wild. really unlike anything. I mean, it, it is similar from a gameplay standpoint to a game like Breath of the Wild, for example, but the actual like way the game is constructed and the like methodology behind it is pretty fucking unique and great. Um, it's, it's it's seriously one of the most like I thought that I had was doing it wrong like for a, quite some time playing it like this can't be right. But once I like relaxed into it, it was it's so nice. Yeah, it's, so it's so nice. Let me set it up real quick. Please, so yeah. Chia, which is spelled T C H I A, is created by a team based in New Caledonia which is just north, uh, I mean, just north, I'm sure it's several hundred miles north of New Zealand, kind of in between New Zealand and Australia. It's in that neck of the woods. And the whole game is kind of built around New Caledonian culture. So uh, the music, the like uh, festivities, the um, clothing, the fashion, Food. the um, uh, architecture, everything is like very much pulled so much that before you start the game, they actually provide this context like, hey, we're from here. This is what inspired us to make this game. And so we've just infused the whole thing with, um, you know, our culture. And, and they say they very clearly cool. say like this is reflected in this game and this isn't like right. this. This Some of these things will match. and But these other things. I mean, yeah, really right. there's like bizarre, like. um uh, sci-fi almost cyberpunky type stuff in this game which <laughs> i would imagine i mean i haven't been there but it's possible they're it's, way ahead of the right, curve let's talk but, about what's like important about like yeah the the quest that you get okay um 
it's 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 very much built around exploration and travel into uh, uh, to like you're not reflected on the map. You're this girl who uh, her father is is basically kidnapped mm-hmm. by the person who runs um, the the who is in control, who's in power. Um, and you are going to collect some items to try to win your father back. The the but the world is it's all built around exploration, right? And to a, to an extent where you are not reflected on the map. When you push a button to say like where am I on the map, she makes a circle of a basic like region that Yeah, you're she'll in. be like, "Well, I can see this tower, so I'm probably somewhere around here, but you don't have like a specific GPS location on the map, which I guess is an attempt at like Kind of, you know, you have to orient yourself based on what you can actually see to figure out where exactly you are. And you can find cool. signposts, and if you see a signpost and you interact with it, it'll place that signpost on your map, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but it can be like, if you get a couple of them, then you can start to orient, like, your direction. Um, and you have, uh, there's a lot of sailing, like, you you are using raft uh, a raft to get around, and you can unlock docks, which let you sort of fast travel between these points, but... Uh, Sorry, y'all, y'all burying the lead. Well, what? we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what I, th- that is important because it's going to feel like, well, this is irritating. I'm trying to get through. But like, this is, that is the experience. The, the experience is like finding your way through the world. And you find these like little vignettes of like, that are just like so pleasant. Like one of the big like missions <laughs> that I did in this game. One of the big quests that I did is this lady, I, I stumbled into this small village. And this lady's like, will you go find me a red crab? And you're like, yeah, for sure. And you just kind of wander around in a general area. And I, I didn't find any. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe at night. So I, I waited until night and there were some crabs. I brought crabs back. And she's like, ah, oh, choice. Do you want to stay for dinner? You can, my daughter, you can help my daughter make food. And then you chat with the daughter while you do a mini game of making this delicious looking food. And then at the end of the night, they have a a concert and you do this ukulele mini game to jam with people. And there's like a song that everybody sings and dances to. And that's the quest. (laughs) That kicks ass. It's fucking great. (laughs) And what's crazy. You can skip any part you don't like. Yeah. You could skip gameplay sections. You can skip cutscenes, but you shouldn't because they're actually genuinely fun. I found myself like, jamming just because i wanted to but like and with yet, the ukulele thing you can stop pl- you can say like i don't want to do it anymore just do it for me and they're like yeah no problem there's no score or anything okay but, sure. the, <laughs> but the crazy thing about this is you know justin was saying oh i'll wait until midnight the game gives you so many tools to just kind of create the experience that you want because they give you a ukulele in the first like five minutes of the game that can literally change time Anywhere you are, you pull out the ukulele, you play the ukulele song that sets to, sets it to dawn, and it's instantly dawn. Um, not only that, yeah, we haven't talked about it yet. The core yeah. gameplay mechanic. I'm wa- <laughs> I keep waiting. I'm like, where's it coming? When's it coming? Here it comes. You can possess any, basically any object in the game, um, whether that's a life preserver on a uh, on a boat or a crab that Justin mentioned, or a bird, or anything that's not like a human, you can possess and like flop around. There's a mattress on the ground. You can jump into the mattress and like flop around if you want. I don't know why someone would do that, but you can. 
But you can and, imagine where, like, if you're trying to get oriented, right? You're like, oh, I'll just grab a bird. Yeah. And you hop into the bird, and you can, like, look around and figure out where you're where you're at to get, like, a better perspective. It, there's a, a bar on it, sort of a stamina thing, so it's not, like, a permanent situation. But you can use that to, like, get, get your bearings. Or... I'm trying to get to this dock and I'm stranded out in the ocean and my I lost my raft somewhere. I'll possess a fish and swim back to where I'm trying to get to because they're yeah. so much and better at swimming. It's just, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have the, po- which is expected based on the size of the team, which is, I think looking on the credits was about 10 people. It's obviously not the polished Breath of the Wild experience, but at every turn they were like, what would be the most fun thing you could do at this moment? A simple example, you can climb a tree, like a coconut tree, for example, palm tree, and when you're at the top of it, if you uh, move the left analog stick, you'll kind of like fling the tree, like move the tree, like you're shifting your weight, and you can use that momentum to literally fling yourself like 50 feet ahead and jump from tree to tree that way, so you can get through a forest in like no time, and that, and you've got like the classic Breath of the Wild, like glider, for mobility, like at every turn, they were like, what would be the most fun thing? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna jump into a bird and fly to the top of this hill rather than climbing the whole thing. Like it's it's yeah. a delight. I've had I, so much I am so, so, so excited to play this game. I've been traveling and unfortunately it was on uh, Epic Games Store and couldn't run on my Steam Deck, but finally back home, I can play it. One of my favorite video game moments are like the oh, past- Oh, it's also on PlayStation, by the way. Yes. That's where I play. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. part of PlayStation Plus. Um, one of my favorite video game moments of the past few years was, do you remember that game, uh, The Crew 2? Hell yeah. Yeah. You were, you could like driving game where you could go from like plane to boat. Yeah. Yeah. And like that where you like, you're a plane and you're like driving over Manhattan and then you just like in midair turn into a car and land like on Broadway and you're just like speeding down. Such an awesome hook. But unfortunately you were like in a really pretty basic racing game at the end of the day. Here, just seeing in the trailer where you are a, a kid and then you're a bird and then you dive down towards the water and take over a fish and can, it, it's like you, you said, uh, fresh, like kind of create your own fun that it doesn't have the burden of that sort of game. Yeah. That's what sounds so exciting to me is it feels weirdly like they captured that, that feeling that I loved in the crew and put it in a game that is more open. I, uh, and and really, yeah. like that makes for a better experience. It also does momentum better than most games I've seen. Oh, it man. it reminds me a lot of That's like strange. Just Cause or or Portal for that in that way. <laughs> oh man! Because, because as you're like, let's say you possess a bird and you're flying as a bird. First of all, there is a poop button. You can poop as a bird. Very Don't good. worry. Very good. Thank you. But as you're flying, Telepoot. when you basically run out of energy or decide you're going to unpossess the bird, you maintain the momentum of that bird. So you will continue as Chia, which is her name, flying in the sort of trajectory of that bird. And then you can open your glider to like continue that through. Um, It just feels like great to explore the world. And and I hope more people experience it because there just aren't very many games like this, which bums me out. Like I thought when Breath of the Wild came out, there'd be a ton of copycats of like, just fuck around in this world and have a great time. And there are like very, very few. It's like 
this and uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is kind of in the same boat. Cannot believe you remembered the name of that game. I, I know, I'm very the impressed. Life of me. This whole segment couldn't. And uh, there just aren't that many of them. And this is, I, I think, a great example of that. And in addition, just as like gravy on top, I'm also learning about a culture that I knew absolutely nothing about and find it like super fascinating. It's a fascinating play. I mean, like just reading about it more because I was in the same boat, I had no idea. Uh, it's fascinating. And I was and like it, pouring it, over Wikipedia pages of New Caledonia. Just me to, like, too. Oh, I have them on my phone. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was like, this can't be. Wow. This is this is a, a very unique play. I, I I loved it. I And like I I got like emotional just from how pleasurable it was, just from how like kind and nice and like transportative all the music is so is so great. It looks wonderful. I I don't know. I love it, man. It it's also a great mashup of like traditional New Caledonian culture, like dating back obviously hundreds of years, and modern day to the point where like you start with ukulele and then you can like unlock a cosmetic for it, and now it's a uh, electric guitar, and she's like rocking out an electric guitar during like a traditional dinner ceremony. It's it's wicked. Definitely play it. Um, should we go to honorable mentions? Yes. yes. Brotato. Brotato is out on mobile. It came out on computers and I think maybe other platforms last so year. Here's what's confusing. If you search yes. for it in the iOS store, if you search for Brotato, there is Brotato Premium, yes. which is available now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm playing. And then there's Brotato which says it's not out till September. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I'm playing so Rotato Premium. Maybe. maybe this is from the that. same people that brought us Twenty Minutes Till Dawn, which is one of my favorite ass games of uh, whenever it came out. It's a, it's up there. It's a top down arena shooter in the Vampire Survivors Survivor.io sort of vein. Uh, where it sets itself apart is that it is wave based. And between each wave, you get to do what is essentially a an auto chess style drafting system. Uh, you get you you level up, and you can like pick stat upgrades. But then the meat of it is you are spending your resources in this store where you have a limited set of options, and you are picking up weapons that you can hold six of and upgrading those weapons, or you're picking up items which you can hold infinity of, but they cost money. Uh, and there's, like, weapon sets that give you, like, huge stat bonuses that you have to keep in mind, which is sort of a uh, auto-chess conceit, and there's dozens and dozens of different characters to unlock, all of which have, like, sort of different huge stat differences that kind of uh, push you in different build directions, uh, but it's fun as hell to play, and it's, I think, six bucks on the iOS App Store. Uh, it's, it's five dollars. Not... Oh, is it? Okay. Well, it's. Hold on one second. Fucking the White House helicopter's flying overhead. <laughs> that is the loudest helicopter I've ever heard in my life. I think it might be. What is it called? Big Condor. What do they call President's helicopter? It's Big Condor. I'm bringing in Joey's... Ray Liotta bot. Joey's tall. Joey's tall one. Um. Uh. <laughs> anyway, Brotato Premium. It's fantastic. It's not in big. My biggest gripe: this would make it goatee territory for sure. It's mm-hmm. only in landscape mode. Who uh, has two hands to dedicate <laughs> to touching a screen? To rotate. 
for potato. But you can't play it with one hand in landscape mode. It's just it doesn't. It's. I am so curious about what the difference is between potato and potato premium. I'm really. It's all because I'm like. I mean, Brotato's probably going to be a. You know, they'll probably ha- have some sort of different free to play model for it. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's probably true. But it's five. I mean, it's this drives me wild. It's five bucks. Like I don't understand why they need a different one. It's it's five dollars. I understand that that's not nothing, but it's certainly much less than any other game we've talked about today. So Maybe, yeah, interesting. Does anybody else have any other? Gosh. Um. Finished, uh, finished, um, Psych Odyssey, the oh, two yeah. player documentary about, oh, yeah. uh, making a Psychonauts. Um, y'all, I didn't even, I didn't even finish Psychonauts 2. I'm definitely going to go back and play it now that I finished this, but it is, I please, it's remarkable. It's just How bad it. do you feel that you didn't finish it now that you like spent super, 40 duper, hours? Like actual f- physical pangs of guilt so yeah i'm gonna go back and do that uh i wanted to finish it all, all the way first i finished dredge dredge is great yeah um so i've been kind of checking i went back and played some uh curse of the golden idol i'm trying to just like finish some stuff up i feel like i've been leaving stuff that i've been enjoying hanging just because we have to keep uh you know playing the next thing or i or i keep returning to the same stuff like uh but it's uh Oh, you missed build a boat and install that again. How come there ain't one of them every few hey, months? Hey, where, where's that? Where's hey, that guy? Hey, guy, you Luke, made a is game it Luca? Of, Luca, Luca Red Redwood? Is just, that it? If you could just get one of those going for me every few months, just I don't care if it's. I've played you must build a boat seven times. You could literally <laughs> just put a two at the end. No, and just change the he colors. has so many vehicles he could pick from: car, plane. Okay. Right? You're getting me actually like too excited. Did time. you play? Did you? Did any of you play Infinity Island? That is the latest Luca Redwood joint. I, that came I don't out think I did. It ago. didn't. It didn't work for me in the same way. It's an idle game, which which should have worked, but it just didn't. I I I thought it was pretty great. Um, but it's it's yeah. I just I want a million more of these. Uh, I've I've been playing a lot more Octopath. I played uh one session this week where I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm really gonna start getting through the quests here. And then I went into a town, and the first person I talked to, I was like, oh, you seem really nice. You, you, I wonder what's in your pockets. And I checked their pockets, and they had a really nice axe. And I was like, oh, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to find a way to do it. And uh, I did. Right away, I got a really lucky roll. I pickpocketed them. And then I went and met the next person, and they were nice, too. And I was like, oh, I wonder what's in your pockets. And I had a really nice dagger. And uh, then I thought I could get away with it again. Not as much luck. And then I spent the next hour and a half concocting a plan of how I would uh, fleece them of of their valuables, despite them being seemingly a really really good person. I love this game. Uh, I'm I have played a little bit more. It, it is very good. I I feel like I'm going to need to to make a lot of room for this one in my life. Uh, but I'm also about to start touring again, so seems like a pretty good opportunity for that. You have also, one Zelda month comes before out. Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, yeah. The, the Evangelion countdown has begun. <laughs> <laughs> before the third impact. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very curious about fucking Zelda. But uh, before that, I am playing through <laughs> Dark Souls 3 again, continuing that. It's a nice before bedtime, get a boss in kind of situation. It's kind of amazing that like I can play that game with way less stress now that... I kind of like, oh, I know what items to go for, builds to go for, where to spend resources. And the beca- the game becomes so much easier when you know all that stuff that 
it's just like a different experience. I, it really ma- matches the experience of like playing through Elden Ring, which has so many of these tools, but they're just way more surfaced. Whereas in the classic Dark Souls games, it's a lot harder to know where you should be spending resources and stuff like that. Um, and it's been a delight. I, I find it uh, very chill and, and relaxing, ironically, given the given the history of it. Can I, I don't know who usually do this, do a quick music suggestion. Whoa. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I've been playing more Minecraft. Henry plays Minecraft like a lot. And so I've been playing more of that with him. And we only just kind of like explored what they added in the most recent major update, which was uh, Caves and Cliffs. The music in that game has always been like great, uh, but the soundtrack for the Minecraft Caves and Cliffs expansion uh, is phenomenal. Uh, it's mostly uh, Lena Rain, the the composer of um, Celeste and oh, a, a couple nice. other ma- major titles and uh, a a Japanese composer did some piano tracks for it that whose name I don't remember, but it's it's great work in music. I've been really, really like it's that that game's environmental music is phenomenal, and and this expansion's uh, stuff is is really really good. So I know that C four one eight composed the original soundtrack. Do, uh, do you feel like it's all pretty consistent throughout, or do they take kind of left turns? I think it's a. I think that uh, it's 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 a bit different. I think uh, the 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 music that C four eighteen Daniel Rosenfeld did thank was you. Uh, can't imagine you, you know, messed that up. It's, it's <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's about as iconic, I think, as music that exists in a game that every person on earth has played. Yeah, uh, I I feel like there's a little bit more of the sort of Celeste DNA. Uh, in the the caves and cliffs stuff, but I mean, it's all genuinely. Sometimes I will just put on any kind of Minecraft music in the background because it is intentionally kind of when I'm working. Like it is intentionally the kind of music that is, you know, meant to be heard a trillion times. Mm-hmm. So that's sick. Yeah, one of these days I'm gonna get back into Minecraft. It's been many years. Yo, um, yeah. Next next week. So there's there there it, we, there are some games that we could talk about, but here's a question. Mario movie. I was about to say, there's no way we're not you doing know, Mario. You know, you gotta do the Mario movie, right? Gotta do the Mario. Gotta do the Mario. I already got my tickets. So it's Easter afternoon. He is riven, risen. Mamma Mia! <laughs> For God so loved the world, he sent us a Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, uh, it's got to be the episode, right? Roll the stone about. away in front of the <laughs> Cinemark 33. We're walking into Mario. And he is risen. Up from the grave he rose. Up. And he's power blocking all of his foes. <laughs> he is stomping the devil to the dark domain. Up from the grave, here we go! <laughs> <laughs> Where's Moses? <laughs> Where is Moses? Uh, Fresh, we have, we have a celebrity in our reviews. Yeah, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews of Besties on Apple Podcasts. We have M. Fish King, we have J. Tingle 87, and we have, Justin might recognize this name, James Marion of probably Double Fine Productions. I mean, it could be yeah, another yeah, James Marion. Yeah, he's Marion, still there. But, maybe. Uh, no, I was I just was speculating maybe another James Marion reviewed the show, but I'm pretty sure it's him. Uh, thank you for writing reviews for the Besties on Apple Podcasts. Um, I think this was written before we started talking about the documentary, so it's not even influenced by that. Um, 
And thank you to everyone else who's written reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Go see this fucking flick, y'all. Cannot wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be spoiler-free as much games, as possible. Games we talked about very quickly. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, Paranormacite, Yakuza Ishin, Murderous Muses, which we actually didn't talk about, no, but we're going to talk about it soon. Hi-Fi Rush, Dead Space, Forward, Escape the Fold, Sea of Thieves, Dredge, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Metroid Prime Remastered, Dark Souls 3, Brotato and Brotato Premium, Minecraft's new soundtrack, and You Must Build a Boat. And Chia. And Chia. And Chia. Oh my gosh, thank you. And in, 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 their, in their entire B segment, which I'm going to go play the second we're done recording. And this. just a reminder, because it's not necessarily phonetical to English, uh, it's T-C-H-I-A. Yes, and that's on PlayStation 4, 5, and uh, Epic Game Store on PC, right? Yeah, I played it on PS5, yeah. uh, and it has a 60 FPS mode, which was delightful. Nice. I think we did it. Mario we did movie. It. We did it. Thank you all so, so much for uh, for listening to our program. We hope you join us again next week for the best Because shouldn't the world's best friends make the world's best games? Uh. <laughs>